0: 42. Blue. 42. Hut. Hut. Hike. This is the Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris and with me, as always, my good friend and time person of the year, Justin Knight. Justin, how you doing?
1: Did you say con person of the year?
0: Time? Time, time Magazine?
1: Oh, time. Oh, okay. I thought you were like con man of the year or something. I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what the I but okay.
0: That'd be fun. Yeah. Well, if
1: I somehow was time, then yeah, I guess you could also give me con man of the year.
0: I'd say con man of the year uh, every year goes to Jimbo Fisher at takes mm,
1: Yeah.
0: How's your week been, Justin? How you, how you been doing? Uh,
1: you know, um, highs and lows. You know, just about every other week. That's how it usually goes. You have the good moments and the bad. That is the usually worst. the usually the bad is Saturdays and Sundays when I have to. Okay. Yeah, you know. I was about to say that was watch,
0: incredibly vague, but yeah, as watch football,
1: fan. but you know.
0: As an Auburn fan, you didn't have a a, a super high Saturday, did you?
1: I did for the first half, sure. Or maybe the first quarter more than anything else, yeah. Yeah. But after that, it all went downhill.
0: We're going to talk about that game as well as the Alabama game, Bryce Young's injury. We're going to talk about the Ole Miss-Kentucky game. TCU's upset over Oklahoma. Mississippi State's upset over Texas A&M. And Missouri's near upset over Georgia, but not quite able to get the job done there. As we usually do, though, Justin, I think we need to start out with the news of the week. Alrighty. The NFL is getting rid of the Pro Bowl game. and We'll replace it with what's being called the Pro Bowl games, including a week-long skills competition and a flag football game. What's your opinion on this? I don't have one.
1: Uh, I don't either. I mean, I haven't watched the Pro Bowl in years because it was so pointless. It was so mm-hmm. stupid. Um, yeah,
0: nobody watches it.
1: No, so, yeah. Cool, whatever. Flag football, yay. Nobody cares.
0: I'm not going to watch this either, so it doesn't matter to me. No, Um, it doesn't. Very good, though. Uh, It is odd that the Pro Bowl is gone. Um, It was, you know, a big... I feel like it used to have some meaning. I feel like there used to be some weight behind the Pro Bowl, but uh, very much not so in our lifetime, I'd say.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know if there's any kind of incentive that used to be I know the only incentive for all-star games I remember is that the MLB all-star game if like um, the NL or the AL if they won then that team that came out of their uh, conference or um, whatever league or whatever um, they would have home field advantage for the world series which was pretty neat that Uh, they used to do that Um, but yeah they got rid of that because I guess people started complaining about it because it didn't really make sense but it was cool because you at least had some purpose to the all-star game but yeah, all these All-Star games now, they don't mean anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they're not entertaining enough to watch because nobody takes them no. serious. And that can be fun, but also, like, I'm not watching that. Now, one that I don't mind, I don't mind the high school All-Star games. I'll watch those from time to time. And I don't mind the college All-Star games, like the Senior mm, Bowl.
1: I don't, oh, the Senior Bowl? Yeah, I don't. couldn't tell you last time I watched one of those either.
0: Yeah, well, when I say I'm a fan of it, I haven't watched one in probably six years. But <laughs> yeah. I did like it though, so... <laughs> That says anything. Moving on, though. Seven-time NASCAR champion Jimmy Johnson is retiring from full-time racing and will turn his focus towards spending time with his family. Now, he's not completely done. He figures his future schedule will include no more than 10 bucket list events, uh, but the 47-year-old had no idea what that schedule would look like. He just doesn't want to be doing it every day because NASCAR season lasts a long time, and I imagine it's quite exhausting, so...
1: Well, he wasn't even doing NASCAR. I think he was just doing IndyCar.
0: Yeah, so he's uh he's moving on. Just uh seems about ten bucket list events left. I'd say that uh I'd say he pops in from time to time and does a does a few things, but uh yeah, I don't I don't blame really him at all for uh for wanting to take a step back. It's very valid. Nearly fifty years old. What yeah, you... I
1: think it's time to retire.
0: Yeah. We also have a little bit of an update on Bryce Young's injury. The Alabama quarterback exited the game against Arkansas yesterday with a shoulder injury. The time of recording, it is believed to be an AC sprain, not a serious injury, but he will be day to day. And good thing Alabama has a cupcake game this week as they uh, host Texas A&M. So <laughs> that's good.
1: Yeah, I mean, heck, I wouldn't play him. Yeah, I would just <laughs> run the ball every single play. You'd be fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean,
1: A&M's not going to score. A&M's no. offense sucks.
0: Exactly. Exactly so, easy cupcake for the uh, for the week. Eight and four may be a stretch this year. it's like saying Yeah,
1: Maybe I mean because they shouldn't have beat Arkansas. Yet. What are they? They're three and two now. I mean that they
0: me they're never out. even Let me close. What their schedule is.
1: We're even close with Mississippi State. Um,
0: yeah, so it looks like uh, they've got. Um, I think they got South Carolina this week. Yes, South Carolina, then Ole Miss. But they could lose both of those, realistically. I'd say they split. Uh, well, no, sorry. They have Alabama, then South Carolina. So they're going to lose Alabama. They'll maybe beat South Carolina. I think they'll beat South Carolina.
1: Yep, so they'll be 4-4 four and four at that point.
0: Probably lose to Florida. Is uh, that a
1: home or away game?
0: That's home.
1: Yeah, they'll beat Florida. They'll be 5-4. and four.
0: Uh, Travel to Auburn. That's a win, 6-4. <laughs> UMass, that's a win. 7-4. Uh, but then LSU, so that's not... At LSU, LSU?
1: No, they got LSU at home. Then LSU, home. I don't know. I, I'll give them 8-4, yeah. Eight and I'll four say still. they
0: split... I think they'll I think they'll lose five. I think they'll split either Auburn or LSU. They'll win one of those two or lose one of those two, I should say.
1: But still eight and four is so disappointing, considering oh. once again all the hype.
0: And the the number one recruiting class, all the hype. This is his fifth year as a head coach, is that right? Fifth or sixth?
1: Yep. Uh, and his best year was what, twenty twenty, and he was complaining about being left out, even though they got killed by Alabama that one loss they had. Or was that last year? I don't know when that was. Um.
0: Yeah, that was a, that was a couple years ago. But year yeah, other that
1: than one. that, it's just been eight and four seasons.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, pretty humiliating all around, I think. Speaking of humiliating, Justin, it's time we get into our weird news segment of the week: mismanagers. Mm-hmm. Peculiar and wonderful and terrible and bad Mismanagement and mystery and dreams you never had Grizzly or grievous or beavers with cleavers, Audacity and specialty and used to drive you mad It's a wonder any one of us can manage to survive In a world of, world of, mismanagers Alright, got a few stories for us this week This one starts out from Mirror.co a woman has caught her boyfriend cheating by listening to Alexa speaker recordings.
1: Mm, uh, what kind of recordings does he have on there?
0: Well, let's find out. I've read this. I've just I just checked out the uh, the headline here. So, A woman has revealed how she caught her unfaithful partner in the act of cheating thanks to recordings found on her Alexa speaker, a function she had no idea existed until she started doing some digging. Many of us... Uh, we have smart speakers. Okay. Um, Amazon's voice assistant Alexa may have become a staple in your household. Few people know that these smart devices record sound from across your home, leaving key evidence for people like Jessica Lohman, who came across more than she bargained for when checking the recordings. She says uh, she posted it on TikTok. Uh, She said, so this is how I caught my ex cheating. I didn't even know Alexa stored this. And it's, uh, yeah, they play the audio here. A woman took to TikTok to reveal how she found out that her partner was cheating. Uh, the video details a screen recording of her Alexa account where she, uh, where individual clips can be played of sounds that the device has picked up. People on TikTok have been left gobsmacked at the findings. Very good word there. As a mysterious woman is heard shouting at the smart speaker alongside Jessica's now ex-boyfriend. A woman captioned the clip. Uh, yeah, I already read that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. So you just, so, you just heard this other lady's voice in the background.
1: So you're telling me, so I guess Alexa's just recording us all the time?
0: Every time you say, I'm not going to say it because I have an Alexa in my room. Every time you say, hey, ah, Alexa, then it, it will. Oh, it still did. I thought, I, left it
1: I thought it was just recording every single conversation. I was like, wow, that's a little.
0: Alexa, stop. Don't play that. <laughs> Alexa, stop, please. Uh. always recording so what i just did it would have recorded that anytime you say (laughs) you call out to it it records
1: Uh. i thought it was just saying that it records every conversation you have like i was like wow it picks up everything that's a little weird
0: i mean it's always listening because it's listening to be called for so i guess on other news living nostradamus who predicted the queen's death in covid warns that world war three is about to start
1: Alright, I made this gonna happen.
0: A future telling prophet dubbed the modern day Nostradamus claimed to have been blessed with gifts to save the world, but is warned of an imminent nuclear apocalypse. Athos Salami from Divina from Brazil claims to have predicted COVID nineteen, the Queen's dying this year, and even Elon Musk buying Twitter. Another eerie prediction of the richest man on the planet he says he foresaw robots dumping humans humans out of work well before the billionaire announces <laughs> Optimus humanoids so he's just he's not even like he's not even showing proof that he claimed these things he's just like oh yeah i I knew the queen was gonna die after it happened
1: yeah hey i knew that lsu was gonna beat us that didn't really prove anything so let's move on (laughs)
0: let's move on in other news this comes from dunya news california woman charged with killing man over a cat dispute California woman has been charged with killing a man by ramming her car into him after accusing him of trying to run over her cat in the street.
1: Jeez, what a psycho!
0: Hannah Star Esser, uh, age 20, charged with murder and the death of Victor Anthony Lewis, and detained on a one million dollar bail. Esther was driving the community of Cypress, uh, driving in the community of Cyprus on Sunday night when she confronted Lewis and accused him of trying to run over her cat. She and Lewis both got out of their vehicles and got to an argument that Esther recorded. Esther then returned to her car, turned around, drove toward Lewis, and hit him. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Wow, God,
1: at least she must have hit him pretty good. What, she, she didn't had run time him to, over?
0: Yeah, she had time to sit there and think about that. You know, that's crazy.
1: Jeez, yeah.
0: Wild, wild stuff. Uh, yeah, not ideal. And last story of the week, this also comes from Mira.co. Man fumes after spending $2,000 on his cousin's wedding only to realize he's not invited.
1: Ooh,
0: That's tough. One of the most stressful parts of a wedding is the expense. You can relate to that, Justin. You're a married man. There's so many elements that factor into your big day, from the venue and the food to the smaller details like flower and table settings. Some people plump for a small intimate ceremony to keep, uh, keep costs down or even elope. Take the pressure out of the day. One man has been left in the lurch by his cousin and lofter kindly offering to create decorations for their big day, only to find out that him and his wife are invited. The couple, the couple who own a, a design business, forked out nearly two thousand dollars to create banners, signage, and guest books for their relatives, but were snubbed at the eleventh hour. Wow, uh, he he took the to wow. Reddit to explain the situation. I own a printing company that I run with my wife. Her cousin came to us and wanted us to do all the signage, banners, guest books, life-size cutouts, etc. for our wedding. We do this all the time for friends, wedding, and events, and we never charge. We're happy to help out, and it's usually a lot of fun working together to make some cool stuff. After a few weeks before the wedding, her wedding planner tells us they need all the items by X date so they can set it up for the wedding. At this point, we hadn't received our invitations and didn't know when the actual wedding was. Uh, the couple were then shocked to realize that they weren't on the guest list. So the husband continued. My wife texts her and tries to clarify when the wedding is and if we miss the invitation somehow. Her cousin replies and says, Oh, we downsized the wedding. We decided to have like a close friends and family thing. And they uh they didn't have space for us in the small venue. Again, back by the snub, the husband wrote, My wife and I are pretty hurt and insulted. And on top of it, we spent close to two thousand dollars on all the materials. Her cousin and the wedding planner. Kept making tiny revisions to the artwork, had his print samples to see how it would look in person, resize several of the items a few times, etc. All that could cost a ton, a ton of time and money for we a functioning business. So we either had to delay all the orders to stay uh, to get her stuff on time. So I went ahead and built her for a cost. We needed the payment. I think that's fair because they weren't invited. They weren't making a profit. They just charged her for the, the materials. So far, I've gotten threatening call from the cousin, her fiancé, and some random numbers in my wife's family that I don't know. Some of the groomsmen, et cetera, calling us expletives uh, after the harassment. I'm considering charging full price or else we won't deliver the items. That's fair, I think. Do it. People, man, what yeah.
1: pieces of crap, man.
0: Yeah, for real. That's That's brutal. My so.
1: gosh. And then, yeah, you don't. You don't invite them, but you ask them to do all this, thinking, you know, oh, it's an invite. Obviously, you want me to do all this for cousins, blah, blah, blah. Then you're not invited because you don't even know it was downsized. Then you want to charge for it because you're like, well, I mean, I'm not invited. I'm doing all this stuff and I don't even get to go to it. Then you receive threatening messages over having to pay money for wedding materials, just like any other human being has to do for a wedding. like can't get it for free. Um, Where did this happen at?
0: Oh, uh, let me see. I don't I don't even know. Oh, it was on Reddit. I don't think he said where he was from. Ah. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Pieces of work. Yeah. Piece right. of crap, really.
0: That's, uh, that's wild, for sure. Very crazy stuff. Anyway, speaking of crazy stuff, when we come back, we're going to talk about all the craziest games of the weekend, including LSU and Auburn, Ole Miss and Kentucky, TCU, Oklahoma, and much, much more. So, stay tuned. You're listening to The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5. Hello, everyone, welcome back to The Game Managers podcast. I'm Nick Norris. With me is Justin Knight. Hello. And we are going to get into all the big games of the weekend. Justin, is there a certain game you'd like to start talking about this week, or should we just go down the list as, they, as I have them here?
1: Um, we can just go ahead and knock out the Auburn game. So I go ahead.
0: Okay, and you, you want to get that one done early.
1: Voice my displeasure.
0: I feel like that's the one we'll talk about the most. So, uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Auburn hosted LSU Saturday, ended up losing to the Tigers twenty-one to seventeen, and Brian Kelly's first year as head coach. Uh, Brian Harson, not looking good after having. What was it a was it a seventeen nothing lead? Is that what it was?
1: That's correct.
0: Yeah, and in uh, blowing that, um, allowing the Tigers to score twenty one points, fourteen in the second quarter, another in the another touchdown in the third. That's what's bad here. I didn't I didn't anticipate Auburn just absolutely blowing out LSU by any means. It's the fact that they had a, a double digit lead, a three score lead, and blew it. That's uh, yep. that's a bad, bad look. What was your thought on this game?
1: Um, it's the same dog and pony show, you know. I mean, I can't, I can't recall last time a coach just blowing so many leads in the second half, or just being a terrible second half team in general under uh, one coach, and that's just become the norm under Harson. We have scored, get this, nine points in the past three games in the second half. Nine points, nine. Um obviously we didn't score any last uh, last night in the second half. We scored three points in the second half against Missouri, and that was thank thanks to overtime. Um and then San Diego State, we scored what six. Um it's pretty miserable because once again, first first half really, first quarter mostly. I mean, I thought Robbie Ashford played great. It's best game he's played so far. He looks like he's going to be the start of the rest of the season, that he has a lot of potential. Um, threw for 337 yards. I don't know last time. I mean, Bo Nix probably threw for over 300 yards, I guess. I, but I don't recall last time we had a 300-yard passer. Um, thought he threw the ball really well. Um, he didn't really have to run around a lot, which was nice. Um, you know, he had – I don't recall him having an inter, interception. not
0: he did. He had one reception.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember when that happened. I know there was one that was called back for a holding against LSU. Um, but other than that, I mean, and then the fumble, you know, that killed him too. Nothing really. He, he was trying to run away. He felt the pressure. You got to hold on to the ball at that point or just throw it away. That killed a lot of the momentum, but man, the coaching and play calling is just, it's mind blowing. It makes zero sense. Um, Like let's see, we had a fourth and ten on LSU's forty, and we decided to go for it. That kind of just I was like, wow, the defense is playing so good. Why don't we just punt them deep, put them in a bad spot? And guess what happens? LSU takes the ball down the field and they score. It made it seventeen. That made it twenty-one seventeen. Um, and then we've had we had some other possessions. We were driving. We were in the red zone. We decide some. Stupid little razzle dazzle play where it's a little reverse to wide receiver he's gonna throw it. and what does he do? He's not a quarterback, so he's just like off oh, of I'm pressured. Let me throw it up Throws an interception. It's like I was it's like it was Gus all over again. he would do the same crap in the red zone trying to run all these fancy little plays, and they just never worked, and that's what happens. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um,
0: it, yeah. yeah you can't build a you can't build a drive off of trick plays. No, and he ran like out of a pinch. You can't. can't be your go-to. You know,
1: I don't want to see that in the red zone. I just want to see our normal plays in the red zone. I don't want to see some crap like that. Um, So it's just some, and then I get tired of seeing Harson on the sideline because you could. It almost. You can basically tell he doesn't care. He's like, oh, you know, fourth and ten, really not too far on LSU side of the field. Ah, we'll go for it. Just throw it up in the air. He went for it again on fourth and eleven. Luckily, there was a holding call against LSU. Still getting points on that drive, um, but it's it's the same crap every week now. You know, I thought the defense, I thought they played good. They only gave up fourteen points. You had the uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown that LSU. Had that gave them seven. Um, it's it's just frustrating because you can't go up seventeen nothing and then not score again. Yeah. You uh, and. To be up seventeen nothing with nine thirty six left in the second quarter, let alone—I mean, that's the disgusting part about it. Um, like you said, I didn't expect it to even go like this, to even be in the ball game. But you know, it's—it is—it's just we're used to it now at this point. And um, Harson's got one more game left, and he—he's gone.
0: So do you think do you think that he will be fired after the Georgia game this week? Oh
1: yeah, because that's going to be a murder unless pull off some kind of miracle to hang into the game. Well, um, that well, game won't even be close. <laughs> so the best the best once thing that, that
0: happened to Auburn is Georgia nearly lost to Missouri because Georgia's going to come about out angry and destroy Auburn now. And oh my be, gosh,
1: they're going to be pissed off, yeah, especially yeah, you know, not Auburn, I not liking yeah. Auburn to begin with. Um, right. Yeah. They'll have that game, and then go. We'll have a bye week after that, and he's gone. They'll fire him during the bye week.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think um, some point during that bye week, he's going to be gone.
1: But it's frustrating. I feel bad for the players, man, because you know I, there there were a lot of mistakes. So there's four turnovers. She had a muff a muff punt killed us. Um, it's fumbles and the interceptions. Um, it's... it's Frustrating to watch, but it's a lot of it's coaching, too. You know, it's a lot of stuff where our momentum was ruined by some bad play play calling and decisions by the coaching staff. Um, yeah, it's just time to move on. Yeah, Wish them all the best, but it, it didn't work.
0: Well, we're not going to get into speculation on who will be if Brian Harsin is fired, who would be the replacement until that happens, because why would we? Um, but that is something that we're going to keep an eye on. So, yeah. Maybe uh, Auburn will pull out the Georgia game. He'll get a he'll get an extension. Who's to say though?
1: Heck yeah! If he wins, yeah, they'll probably be like, "Ah, seven year extension." Here you go.
0: <laughs> I do hate that we have soured on Bryant. I really liked him. I thought he would be a good football coach. I thought he had a good uh, a good demeanor about him. But that has uh, it's just not been a good fit. So I don't think he's a yeah. Bad coach. You know, I still don't think he's a good. No,
1: coach. I like him too. Um but, yeah, there's something about his personality now on the sideline looking at him. You can kind of see he's – it almost seems like he's given up. I don't know. I don't know his, yeah. his character or everything going on behind the scenes. But it's never a good look, especially in the press conferences too, the way things sound. Um, and the second half coaching, that's it, not going to work either. You can't be that a coach like that that blows so many leads. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he'll be back with somebody out west again, I believe, if he still wants to coach. So.
0: Well, let's let's transition. Let's talk about the Alabama Arkansas game. This was a weird game for sure. Alabama did win outright, forty nine to twenty six, but it wasn't always. It felt close at times. It was close at times, even. Um, It didn't stay that way, of course. And the big story of the game, Bryce Young leaving the game with a shoulder injury, seems to probably just be a strain. Uh, But we'll find out, I guess, sometime this week for sure. While Young was out there, though, 7 for 13, 173 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, we got a little bit more of a look at Dylan Milrow as he came in. He was 4 for 9, 65 yards, a touchdown. Uh, and he also had a rushing touchdown as well, 91 yards on the ground on six rushes. Uh, and Gibbs, he had the uh, the most yards of the night, 18 carries, 206 yards, two touchdowns as well. Arkansas came to fight. They uh, they They wouldn't go away easy, that was for sure, but... By the end of it, Alabama had sort of ran away again. It was the fourth quarter. Alabama took it away in the fourth quarter. And that's how a lot of these times these games go. That's what I thought the Georgia game was going to go with Missouri. These smaller teams don't have the personnel to go for quarters with a team that does. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's kind of what happened. So even though they caught up, it was was within grasp. Once the fourth quarter came around, there was no catching up.
1: yeah, you know, it makes you wonder if Arkansas just had a little bit of a better defense, you know, what yeah. could have, because like you said, it got to 28 23 there at the end of the third quarter. Um, and then Alabama was at a third and 15 way back at their side of the field. And then you're going to let the quarterback have a 75 yard run. Yeah. I mean, that, that's crazy. And what's even crazier, too, is that they even had a spy on the play, but it almost looked like they were in man or it looked like they were in man. Um, which didn't really make any sense for a third and 15 while you'd be in man coverage. Um, Yeah. It was just terrible. I mean, that defense was horrendous. Um, Especially too. I mean, you, when you think about it, when you have an opportunity, when you have a Heisman quarterback that gets hurt and you're up, you're down 14, nothing. You think, okay, maybe we can get some kind of momentum, but then they still got down 28, nothing with the backup in. And then, you know, like I said, got it close, but still couldn't do anything. So, Um, I mean, yeah, if I'm Alabama with that kind of, if, um, what's his name is playing quarterback. What's his name? Jalen Milrow. Mil, Milrow.
0: Yeah. Milrow.
1: Um, I mean, him and Gibbs, that would be a good combo running the ball. That's all I'd really do. And it looked, I mean, it looked like the O-line was, had a, probably one of their better performances of the year. I thought they did pretty well. Um, so, I mean, you know, one gets hurt, just plug in the next five star, really. That's yeah, just that's how right. it goes at Alabama. Um, but like you said, uh,
0: Texas A M hosting them next week, and then the week after that is at Tennessee. I don't know how much we'll yeah. see of Bryce Young this week, but I think he will be ready. Probably they're going to at least they're going to try to have him ready for that Tennessee game. Oh yeah, because
1: yeah, yeah. Tennessee will be their toughest that. game for the season until you know the conference championship. Um, yeah, it
0: seems that way, which is weird to say, but uh, yeah.
1: I know. So, I never thought I'd ever say that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tennessee's got, I think they've got LSU on the road, which, you know, I mean, LSU's not great as we've seen so far this year, but still you got to play in death Valley it can be a tough game, but, um, yeah, I'm curious to see how they play that one. And that'll really get me a good idea going into that next week against Alabama, which I, I hope is a good game. Like I said, I think it's their best chance they've had in the past 20 years or however long it's been since they beat Alabama. Um, yeah. This yeah. has been their best opportunity with the best team. Um, I know, of course, you had they had a golden opportunity when Terrence Cody blocked two kicks. But right. going into a game, this is their best opportunity to win, especially a, at home.
0: And a good uh, close game with uh, with Dobbs at quarterback a few years ago. Uh, oh so yeah, they they, yeah. Barely, they just came up a little short there as well. Uh, Alabama is given a ninety six point two percent chance to beat Texas A and M. Mm, I like a it. I'd give him a, I'd give them <laughs> a half uh, point favorite right now in Vegas. I mean, at the beginning of the season, those are not numbers you would expect to uh, see going into this game so early in the year. But that's where we're at here in the second it is be of October. Yeah,
1: it's going to be a whipping, a murder. Alabama uh, players obviously are going to be upset about things that were said, and it's yeah. just going to be a whooping, ain't going to be close.
0: They're definitely going to uh, remember what happened last year. So yeah, and I would summer, be.
1: Yeah. I'd be shocked if somehow A and M was within two touchdowns after the first quarter.
0: Oof. Yeah, probably, probably not. Yeah, I guess it depends on how much brush Young we're going to get as well. But I think either way, it's maybe. A,
1: uh, I mean, the yeah. only th- yeah. only saving grace for A and M is their defense, and they got whipped yesterday by um, Mississippi State. So right. they really have nothing going for them right now.
0: Should we go ahead and talk about that game while we're on the subject of... Uh,
1: sure. Subject? Hey, we need to start putting Will uh, Rogers into the Heisman um, yeah. talk because the dude can play. Probably one of the better quarterbacks out there, especially for the system he's in with Leach, yeah. throwing the ball all the time. He runs it great. Um, I think people need to start talking about him more, especially if he's able to keep up this pace as well because yeah. um, he's going to yeah. throw for a lot of yards this year. He broke, I think he broke some records for Mississippi State last year, but heck at this pace he could do the same thing again this year um and he's not really turning the ball over either i think he's only got three interceptions so far the start of the season so
0: yeah well he didn't have any interceptions yesterday three touchdowns of the year 329 yards 31 for 45 yeah very impressive numbers there against a good texas a&m defense as you said yeah so, uh, um yeah
1: and mississippi state should be undefeated they really screwed themselves on the road against lsu they made a lot of costly mistakes in that game um so uh, if this state team's pretty good, um, surprisingly. I think, and I think Leach finally has a decent defense over there too, which has been missing yep. since he's been hired there. Um, I think they actually have a pretty good defense that could, you know, help them.
0: And good receivers. Um, I mean, they've got a few different targets yeah. they can hit. A Thomas, of course, the, being the they one of the most yards yesterday because he had that seventy-five yard touchdown. Uh, oh yeah. For, but of you know Harvey, he had a, he had a touchdown, forty-one yards, five five receptions, uh, ducking three receptions, fourteen yards, a touchdown. I mean, there are there are numerous guys with with around four or five receptions a game. When you're able to get it around to that many guys, that's uh, that makes a world of difference as opposed to having one or two big targets. That's, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, of I think they can
1: have Roger a Rogers accuracy. I think they'll have a pretty good season. I know going into this, we're talking about Leach, you know, him finally breaking out with a good team. And I think this is it. They've got Arkansas coming up. They're at home again. I think they'll win that game. Um, Then they got Kentucky on the road. That one may be kind of tough. And then they got Alabama on the road. I mean, obviously, I don't see them beat them. Maybe they can make it a decent game if they keep up the momentum and keep playing well, but they're not winning it. Um, Then they got Auburn. They don't have
0: have to win. They don't have to. Like, no, they, you know. No, they see it a good season. So,
1: yeah. Then they got Georgia at home, um, not seeing a win right now, unless you know Georgia starts to crumble or something. Um, then they got yeah cupcake and then Ole Miss on the road. So, I mean, let's see. They're at four wins. So, Let's see. I see five, six. I mean, it's, it's such a tough schedule for them. That's the that's the thing. So. I, mean, I could see him getting the nine wins, which would be a success.
0: I guess we should take a moment to talk about the Jimbo Fisher mm, whole Situation, I guess we should say. You know, obviously he's making, I think it's over $95 million now. If he was fired without cause, that's what it would cost for him to be yep. fired. And that's not going to happen. Nobody's paying that, right? So no. uh, he has the same record as Kevin Sumlin through the first 53 games, 37 and 16. Um I've got some tweets pulled up here. I just typed in Jimbo on Twitter. And uh, Stuart Mandel, he he tweeted this yesterday. I remember when uh, Jimbo Sabin had their spat in May, everyone was like, just wait for October 8th. October 8th is next week, and game day is going to Kansas. <laughs>
1: mm, yep, yeah. that explains everything.
0: Uh, uh, remember he had the, the, the comments on cheating, lying, and Nick Saban. I don't cheat, and I don't lie, because I learned that when I was a kid, you did that if you did that, the old man slapped you upside the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. Reddit CFB tweeted since saying these comments, Jimbo is now facing Alabama while coaching an unraked team with multiple losses and lost college game day appearances to both Appalachian state and Kansas.
1: Mm, how embarrassing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: um, yeah, I mean, I like I've voiced on here before. I've never liked Jimbo Fisher. I've always thought he was an overrated coach. Yeah. Um, I don't want to keep saying the same thing. Like I said, I mean, I think he lucked out with his national championship with having uh Jameis Winston there. Um, and other than that, he's just an average coach. Hadn't done anything special. Obviously hadn't done anything special with A&M and he's getting all these good recruiting classes and he just can't develop the skills or just has the talent as a coach to have, get double digit wins. I mean, he's only done that one, one season in this, what'd you say? This is fifth, fifth or sixth yeah, year,
0: fifth year, I believe.
1: Um, so yeah, and the amount of money they're paying for this guy—it's so underwhelming what he's doing so far. Yeah, they should have stuck with Kevin Sumlin, who was doing the same thing for so much less money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's embarrassing. I, I think if he goes eight and four this year, which is what it's looking like, then he somehow goes eight and four again next season. That yeah, like I said, that third season, um, that seat's going to be pretty hot.
0: I think here's what's going to happen at the end of the year. I think they're going to sit him down and they're going to say, we're going to renegotiate your contract or you're gone. And I think, yeah, it's
1: probably the best thing to do.
0: And I think that they're going to bluff. I don't think they'll fire him regardless that year because of the money, but I think that's what they're going to try to do. And I think that, um, I don't know. I don't know if he will stick with his guns and say, fire me then, or if he will renegotiate his contract, but either way, they're going to try to get those numbers down uh, for sure.
1: Yeah, and that'll be the last time they ever give somebody that kind of contract. That's for yeah, sure.
0: You'd hope so. Yeah, because that's. Yeah. I mean, these athletes are just throwing around money that's not there, so they don't care. They'll sign them to whatever. You know, it's not their money.
1: No. But, I mean, the only two deserving in the nation right now for a contract like that would be Saban and Kirby Smart. And yeah, then I agree. Dabo. Yes, yes. And that's it.
0: We got a few more games we need to we need to rush through here and just briefly touch on. Uh, we'll start with Kentucky versus Ole Miss. What a great game! Uh, I really liked it. I had, I had fun with this one. Uh, how weird is it that we were excited for a game between Ole Miss and Kentucky? Um, well, that's where we're at though.
1: Uh, apparently, Ole Miss fans were because they'd even sell out their stadium. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that or heard that. Um, yeah, I don't know what the heck's going on with that. You're undefeated. You can't even sell out a home game.
0: Yeah, just, that is, yeah, and you're sucking fans a top over 10 there. team to play. Yeah, I don't know what's, uh, yeah, what's going on there. Um, Ole Miss did pull it out, Ketuk- twenty two to nineteen.
1: Yeah, um,
0: but yeah, a fun Kentucky fun. should have won. I wish they. Kentucky. Would have
1: won. Yeah. Oh my gosh! i would about just throwing up all over yourselves at quarterback. Let's see, they're in. I think they got inside the red zone that one drive. Then he had a QB. He was a re, uh, read option. He kept it. Kinda of got thrown around, he fumbled. They somehow get the ball back. Then what does he do? He fumbles it again after they just scored a touchdown, but it got called back because of the penalty. Um gosh, man. Yeah. They look Kentucky look good. I thought their defense looked pretty good too, but you know, can't get the win because you're doing costly mistakes right like that. But yeah, Ole Miss looks pretty good as well. We'll see. If they can keep on with the momentum. Um I know, let's see, they play I don't know who they've got coming up, but you know, they still got some tough games, especially have to play Bama, but at least they're at home for that one. Imagine if they don't even sell that one out. That would be pretty embarrassing.
0: <laughs> um, Ole Miss has gotten – they're going to Vandy this week.
1: Uh, so it should be 6-0. Uh, I mean, they should be undefeated going into the Alabama game, Very whenever much. that is.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, moving on, though, a non-SEC game, TCU upsetting mm-hmm. Oklahoma 55-24. to Not even close. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah the um, the uh, future SEC teams are not looking very good.
0: No, they're not. They're not. I don't have a lot to say about this game because it was just a beat down. But uh, not good. I mean, it's you know, it's the I'm um, um, I'm blanking on their coach's name from Clemson, the defense coordinator, Venable's. It's Venable's first. Oh, Venable's. Years. Yeah. So you know, give him a break. But uh, that's not a good loss, obviously. No. And then. The game that was I was really hoping I didn't I didn't think they would, but I was really hoping they'd pull it out. Missouri. Almost upsetting Georgia. Twenty six to twenty two in Georgia's favor. Bulldogs stay undefeated for now, but that is a uh that showed that they're not perfect. They're definitely not a perfect team.
1: Uh yeah, I mean I feel like Georgia does this though. I know last year didn't really seem like they ever did it until towards the end of the season, but they find a way to kind of have games like this where they, uh, they don't play very well. Like, uh, who was it was at South Carolina. They lost at home to a few years back, um, on a field goal. But, um, yeah, they seem to do this all the time. I don't know. It, this game. They definitely shouldn't have struggled with because we know Missouri is not good at all, but right. I will say Missouri on the line, they really dominated defensively and offensively, both sides of the ball. I thought they played pretty well. Um, but yeah, I mean they could only hold out for so long. They did a lot longer than anybody expected, going all the way till well, I mean four, three or four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Right. So yeah, I mean good on them. At least they made it a good game. Oh yeah. But, yeah. and it was interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I would say there's some concerns for George, especially defensive wise. Um, like I said, I thought Missouri's uh O line kind of handled them. Missouri ran the ball pretty well. Um. And then, yeah, offensively, they just looked out of sync as well. But I feel like they can pick that up. But maybe some cause, um, cause for concern, the de- uh, defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah. Well, all right, we do have to move on to a commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to give out our weekly awards, the Emmy. So stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the most prestigious award show in sports, the weekly TG Emmys, where I, Nick Norris, am about to give out my award alongside Justin Knight.
1: Oh, good evening.
0: We are the Game Manager's Podcast. We give out our awards every week to the most or least deserving in this college sports world. And this week, I've got an award. For the best game of the week, I'm going to give this to Ole Miss in Kentucky, a game no one should care about whatsoever. But somehow, thought it was a fun one, so I was really looking forward to it. It didn't disappoint. I don't know if we'll ever uh, look that much toward a Ole Miss and Kentucky game again, but uh, it was it was a fun <laughs> Probably one. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. So well deserved, I think. What about you, Justin? What do you have for us?
1: Hmm, mine goes to. The, I don't know, this happened, I guess, on the ESPN channels at some point, but it was, um, nobody really cares to see that at the moment, and that was uh, Aaron Judges at bat to see if he would hit <laughs> his 60-second home run. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I love baseball, and yeah, hopefully he gets the 62 home runs, but if I'm watching football, obviously I don't want to see what's going on with any baseball games. Right. Um, I, I can see the his 60 second home run in the highlights i don't need to see it live it's fine it's not a big deal um right so yeah i had no interest in um watching a uh home run or really you're not even going to see it because the pitcher's going to throw four balls that aren't even close and um i think i saw the red zone guy someone uh, mentioned him and he's like hey you're gonna uh switch from uh, all the nfl games to show it and he's like uh no we're not gonna watch some pitcher throw four balls not even close to the plate
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, so why would you? Waste the time. Yep. Very good, though. Um, best of the week. Best of the week this week, I had to give it to Missouri kicker Harris Mevis, who he missed a game-winning chip shot against Auburn last week. But he had redemption yesterday when he hit five field goals, including a 55-yarder against Georgia. He's the only reason, really, Missouri was in that game. It's sad to see that they didn't get the win, but a great performance by him regardless. So yeah, very good for Mizzou's kicker there. Bust of the week. Bust of the week was an easy one this week. It had to be the Miami dolphins handling of Tua's injury. Um, Mm. that's all that's all over the news, the sports news right now. So yes, shouldn't uh, have even been plan. Yeah. That seems to be the issue here. So for those who aren't completely caught up on what happened, Two weeks ago, Tua took a hard hit. When he got up, he took a few steps and then almost collapsed. Just stumbling is, is not even the right word. He nearly collapsed. Very obviously a sign of a possible concussion. And instead of uh, having him sit out for a, a game the following Thursday, just a five-day break, he, uh, they played him, and he took another hard hit this time. Not getting up, uh, his hands doing a weird neurological reaction, and really scary. It was to the point that we thought, the public thought that this could be a serious, serious injury. He was taken to the hospital. Uh, he was released that night with a concussion, and then they put him on a plane, which is terrible. for Yeah, he flew back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just changing elevations and all those. It's terrible. So uh, I know the doctor, I saw this last night, the doctor who cleared Tua has been fired. Yeah, uh, they went ahead and got rid of him. Yeah, so crazy stuff for sure. Uh, huge mishandling of that entire situation. Probably some big lawsuits coming their way as well for this entire thing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, you know Tua was probably saying, though, like, hey, I want to get back out, but that still doesn't matter. I mean, you're yeah. the doctor. You're the professional. Right. You know what you just saw against that uh, the Bills last Sunday. And they said it was a back injury. But if you have a back injury, I don't think you're even getting up. I if, I if my back was hurting and I just got slammed to the ground, I don't think I want to get up very quickly. You're not just going to be right. stumbling around. You could visibly tell that um, he was dizzy and dazed. Heck, it, it happened to um, that ref that fell in the Alabama-Arkansas game. He slammed the back of his head. That's and right. when he got up, you could see that he was like, oh, man. I mean, it's easy to tell. So it was just a lame excuse to of why they put him back out there last Sunday and then why he was even playing this Thursday. So, yeah, you would think at this point stuff like this wouldn't even happen because there's been such a push for more right. concussion protocols with the issues with CTE and everything that have been coming up, um, former players that had a lot of uh, concussions when they were playing. Um, but – money talks and you know, they're going to do everything they can to try to get their starter back out there to win a game or, you know, put on the best performance.
0: And, um, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. And whenever things like this happen, because it's so rare now, these are watershed moments. So there will be repercussions because of this. There'll be new rules made. There'll be new, even further looks into concussion protocols and things because of this. Um, and so that's, that's something we'll have to keep an eye on as well. But we're going to move on to our last segment, Listener Letters. Go getters, write letters. We're the ones who read them. Please don't stop writing in to fill the time we need them. We are reading letters, the letters wrote by you. We are reading letters, the letters wrote by you. And if you'd like to write us a letter, you can do so by sending us an email GameManagersPod at gmail.com. You can also send us a tweet, a Facebook message, an Instagram message at TGMPod on all those social media sites. Feel free to give us a like and a follow as well. Our first comes from Landon. He says, Can you guys please try to go fund me to have Harson fired? Thanks. Um, No, we cannot. You know what? We can, but he will not get the money. We We will keep it all. I'll put that in the fine print somewhere. That's true, so yeah. We'll keep money. all the money. Yeah, I'm not giving it to him. Why would I? Um, he's gonna get fifteen million dollars. And I'm not giving it to Yellow Wood. You kidding me? No <laughs> Yellow Wood. <laughs> yeah, and he's only got um another week left in him anyway, so what's the point? Yeah. yeah. No, sorry, Landon. We'll not do that. Another email not comes happening. from Brent. Uh Brent says, How many games does Bama lose on their schedule if Young does not come back? Okay, well Young is coming mm. back. It seems very likely that he was, but let's let's pretend for a moment that Bryce Young just got up and decided to transfer. Okay, Transfer. <laughs> how, many, how many games would he have left if that was the case? Uh, Texas A and M this week, I think that'd still be a win. Yep, that's still win. Tennessee um, though, Tennessee? at Tennessee, I don't know. Ooh, yeah, that's close. Um, yeah, I'd say a loss. Okay, I'll say a win, but it's not a good win. And well, I'm I'm
1: saying loss anyways because I think
0: Tennessee has a pretty good shot. I've been saying okay. that. So. Right. Uh, Mississippi State, I think that would probably be a win. You probably say? still a win unless
1: Mississippi State, like I said, throws the ball really well.
0: Yeah, at LSU, I'd say it's a win. That's still a win. LSU won't be able to stop anything. At Ole Miss, I don't know. That could be a loss. That's like Tennessee. Yeah,
1: um, if Ole Miss is still playing well. Yeah, I think that could be a loss as well. Yeah, um, Austin. But Pee now let, let's win. get let's put this in perspective too. Mm-hmm. Um, even before Bryce Young got hurt yesterday, I mean he, he was playing okay. He hadn't played great on the road this season, or really that's really his only knock is he doesn't play great on the road. Um, so I mean you could still lose even with him in the game. You just
0: never know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Austin P is a win. It's a cupcake, and then that's a loss. <laughs> yeah, Austin Peay's going to – Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's a win. And then, yeah, Auburn, it doesn't matter who – it doesn't matter if a
0: teenager or, I mean, a high school kid was playing quarterback for Alabama, they'd still win. Okay. So we agree the Auburn – the uh, Iron Bowl is probably already decided this year. You never yeah, know. Yeah, uh, look for a, um, another 2012 game. Oof, yes, that's tough. Uh, another shutout. But huh? maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. You never know. Iron Bowls are weird, for sure. Uh, I'd say out of all of those, though, I'd say most likely to beat Alabama would be Tennessee. Yeah, easily. Yeah. My opinion. yeah. Good deal. Well, thank you to Landon and Brent for messaging us. Like we said, if you'd like to reach the show, gamemanagerspod at gmail.com, TGMPod, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We didn't get around to Professor Knight this week. Uh, we're running short on time. We said it, we'd cut it. We'll come back around. To That's it next all right. Week. You don't need that, guys. Um, you don't need it. You don't need it. Stop asking for it. You don't need it. Uh, but yeah. come back around for it next week. Sometimes when there's a lot of games to talk about during the season, we just have to cut some of the fat. So. Mm. Okay. Well, Justin, any predictions for what, what the score for the Auburn game will be next week before we go? Ooh,
1: um, I was definitely wrong on this one. I thought LSU would win by a couple of touchdowns. Um, I say Georgia wins. Um, we'll say thirty-eight
0: to um, ten. Okay, you think uh, Georgia's I'll going give us. I'll give us ten points on that on Auburn's defense. Uh,
1: yeah, because they'll probably. We'll have a bunch of three and outs and they'll end up with good fill position. Okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh that sounds about right, unfortunately. So keep an eye on that and then I guess. And the defense uh, can
1: only do so much for so long. They'll
0: give up once yeah. the offense isn't <laughs> moving it past the fifty. <laughs> well, this is uh this is hot seat watch week, I guess, then for Brown Harson. Well, uh, mm, that seat that seat's that. already melted. It's that hot. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week, same time, as always. Until then, take care. Hey. uh, Have a good one.
1: Hang in there, Auburn fans. It's going to be a long season. You know, hang in there, all right? Hey, but always, we're going anyways.
0: Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut, hut, hike! Thank you for listening to The Game Managers. Like the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod. Until next week, goodbye, adios, and sayonara.